Someone shouting woke her. She strained to listen. No one was calling her at this hour. She must have been dreaming. Closing her eyes, she lay back. The orphanage faced onto the street, busy by day, but in the dead of night she was often disturbed by a door slamming and the odd drunk cursing his way home. How she hated this place. Her attempts to escape had failed. Even after ten years, she had never accepted the harsh regime of the institution. A yearning for love, and one day a family of her own, kept her going. A faint smell of fumes shook her out of her reverie. She sat up and glanced along the row of sleeping girls, their white nightgowns visible in the darkened room. It was a cold February night, and she had no idea what time it was. Reluctant to wake the others only to be rebuked for disrupting their sleep, she threw off the blanket and drew her shawl around her. Her toes touched the icy floorboards as she slipped her feet into her boots. Her bed was closest to the door, and she crept towards it. She had to find out what was going on, even at the risk of being caught and told off by the night attendant. The door closed behind her as she tiptoed down the corridor. Something was burning. The fumes grew stronger, catching the back of her throat as she groped her way down the stairs. In the dim light, smoke curled up the wooden staircase. She heard voices coming from the rear of the building, and someone hurried towards her. Get back upstairs and stay there. What's happening? Are we going to die? Do as you're told, girl. Wait in your dormitory and keep the door closed. She knew the place well, and yet it was hard to say where the smoke was coming from. She stayed where she was on the first floor, listening to the sound of coughing and the shuffling of feet. Her eyes were streaming as she struggled to see in the darkness. Someone holding a lighted candle gripped her arm, pushing her towards the stairs. She covered her mouth with her shawl, but she had no intention of going back. Some of the children were already making their way down through a haze of smoke, crying, confused and frightened. Go back and wait until you're instructed. It was the night supervisor. Some attempted to obey, but were forced back by fumes. Coughing, she made her way along a corridor to a doorway that opened out onto the forecourt. It was locked. A few girls huddled behind her. What are we going to do? One girl cried. I'm not staying to be burned alive. If you help me, we'll get out. With the heel of her boot, she broke a window, climbed onto the ledge and jumped down into the yard. Others followed and they held on to each other, choking and trying to catch their breath. Listen! Angry voices were yelling. Open the gate! The bell kept on ringing. Someone's here, they'll get us out. But she knew the mother abbess would not unlock the doors or let anyone in until the sisters were up and dressed, and that might be too late. Minutes passed. The shouting and knocking continued until someone finally unlocked the entrance and men from the neighbourhood rushed in. 
Her eyes stinging, she made a dash for freedom. Traumatized girls escaped alongside her. Some ran screaming for help. Others, less capable, were dragged back inside. The street, now empty of traffic, was filled with the sound of crashing glass and shouts of panic. Residents and shopkeepers hurried towards the burning building, some carrying buckets of water. Pausing for breath, she inhaled the night air, before continuing to run until her lungs gave up and she slid down onto the pavement, gasping. The cold penetrated her thin clothes, and she wrapped her arms around her knees to keep warm while chaos erupted.